At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now, uh uh-huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, You know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic. Kevin here to bring you the next in our Falcons training camp preview series. We are less than three weeks away now from the start of camp, so we are ramping up our coverage of camp starting this week. Uh, Wednesday will be our first Falcoholic live show, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, for those that haven't tuned in before, uh, discussing the top training camp battles we're interested in watching. Going to have some great guests on there, as always. But for today's show, we're doing sticking with our in-depth uh, training camp previews, breaking down every single position group, every single battle on this roster. And today we continue on to the defensive side of the football. Today we start with, of course, the defensive line. That's going to include the edge rushers and the interior defensive linemen. Obviously a really exciting group, a group that's been a big issue for the Falcons for basically as long as I can remember, uh, at least the last decade, a group that has struggled. The Falcons last year were among the NFL's worst uh, pass rushing teams. They've been among the NFL's worst pass rushing teams, again, for about as long as I can remember. And that's been sort of an Achilles heel of the defense year after year. We did see a huge infusion in free agency uh, to this group. Last year, we saw a big infusion in the draft, and we continued to get more pieces this year in the draft. So this is a group that should be in line for a pretty big step forward this year, but let we're going to take a closer look at the guys the Falcons brought in. Who do I think is safe? Who do I think are the top competitors and who are the guys that are probably fighting for the practice squad? A lot of guys to get to in these groups. Uh, 
I've tried to split them up into who I think is going to be edge rushers and who I think is going to be interior guys based on where they've said they're going to play, if they've said anything, or like scouting reports from college. Um, but again, this is just a guess. There's a decent chance that some of these guys are asked to play somewhere else or are converted or have bulked up or have slimmed down or whatever. I haven't got a chance to see any of these guys yet. So it's just a best guess, but um, trying to sort these guys into sort of the typical categories, of roster locks, roster competitors, and squad competitors to find out who do I think has the best chance of making this team. So before... We get to that. Guys, want to bring you a message from our sponsors. First of all, we've got betonline.ag, who is, of course, your number one source for all your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Feeling overly confident in the Falcons, feeling overly confident in some other NFL futures bet, you can bet on division winners you can bet on conference championship winners and you can bet on super bowl winners if you're really spicy right now before the league catches up these are going to be the best odds if you're trying to bet on underdog type teams that you think are going to blow up because after preseason if they're looking good those odds are going to shift so if you're an aggressive better this is the time to get in uh but it's also the riskiest because who knows what could happen between now and the season right there could be injuries there could be anything but no matter what you decide to do guys bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as they've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home so head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And of course, this week we're back with another Blue Chew ad. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Thanks to Blue Chew once again for sponsoring the show. Guys, I know it's an awkward Discussion, an awkward topic, right? But let's talk about sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. BlueChew wants you, wants to help you guys have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. Legendary line. We've got a special deal for our listeners, guys. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BUCKET, B-U-C-K-E-T, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BUCKET, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And once again, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. All right, guys, let's dive right in to the first group we're going to take a look at, and that is going to be the Edge Rushers. This is... This is my bread and butter, uh, the defensive line, what my, my favorite position to scout. The it, You know, it started early on uh, because the Falcons always were looking for defensive line help. So I started watching it and it quickly became my favorite positions to scout the defensive, uh, the edge rushers and the interior guys. In fact, I, I might even like the interior guys better, to be honest. But um, this year we do have some new faces here. Uh, I've got the Falcons right now with seven edge rushers and again some of these guys are likely to move around and play multiple spots but 
my best guess. It's what we're working with here. So I've got seven total edge rushers, uh, and I've got four roster locks, which they're probably only keeping five or six edge rushers. Uh, so a lot of these spots are obviously spoken for. So the guys I've got as roster locks, uh, Calais Campbell, huge free agent addition, Arnold Ebicady, last year's second round pick, Lorenzo Carter, re-signing, and then Bud Dupree, who sort of an unheralded signing, but someone who may be in for a bigger role than people expect. Um, so this group, I think, actually is starting to, to look pretty good, on paper at least. Uh, at least a lot better than what we're used to. Calais Campbell was a huge, a huge signing. I mean, it, crazy that he decided to sign here above so many other contenders, so many other playoff teams. He spurned the Jets. He, he spurned the Jacksonville Jaguars. And a big reason for that is Atlanta's community outreach and off-field stuff. And apparently he really got together with Arthur Blank and they they connected on that. And that was a big part of his decision. But the other thing he referenced was that he's he wants to play defensive end. He wants to play on the edge. And he, the Falcons said when they met with them, but without him saying anything, they said, we want you to play on the edge. And I think to him, that spoke to what he has wanted to do for a long time. The last time he played edge rusher was in Jacksonville, which is for those that don't know, that's when he had his best seasons, including his legendary uh, high sack seasons. And he thinks he's best on the edge. Um, obviously not a speed rusher, but he can use his power very well there. He's got that in just absolutely incredible size. He's an elite run defender on the outside as well. That doesn't mean he's never going to kick inside. I suspect he'll play a fair amount of 3-4 defensive end and that sort of thing too. But he is going to play edge. Uh, he probably will play edge a fair amount in 4-3 base defense looks, you know, 4-3 stuff. So I know that surprised a lot of people. It surprised me. But he's going to play edge. He said he's going to play edge. He's excited to play edge. I'm excited to see him at edge. So it all works out there. But he's probably going to play as many snaps as he can handle, even in his, like, age, what, 38 season this year. Uh, the man is just a incredible player. So really excited to see what Campbell looks like. Uh, Arnold Ebicady, another guy we're really excited to see. He was really starting to heat up before his injury. And I think this is a guy that the Falcons want to be their primary pass-rushing outside linebacker stand-up guy. Um, Ebicady has that great length. He has He's really polished as a rusher. And I think really the thing about Ebicady is that he was super close a lot. He His pressure numbers were good. He was creating problems, but they weren't. the sacks didn't come. And the reason is because a lot of times the quarterback would just step up. The quarterback would turn the other direction and go the other the, the other way. And it's because, look, the, there wasn't a lot of help on that defensive line. And pass rush is really a team effort. Like, if you collapse the interior, that quarterback has nowhere to go. And then those edge rushers can really collapse that that pocket, finish the sack, instead of the quarterback having an easy place to go and the edge rusher just gets pushed around the outside track. So... I think this is an opportunity for Ebicady to really start to translate those pressures into sacks with what should be hopefully a much improved defensive line on the interior and opposite him on the outside this year in Atlanta. I think Ebicady is the guy that they're hoping will be their their top pass rusher. Um, that's what I'm expecting. And he's not a bad run defender either. I think he's an above average run defender. Obviously more of a stand-up guy, not the biggest, but I think he's technically sound as a tackler. He's probably going to be that... Uh, weak side contained player, not your strong side guy. That's what Calais Campbell's for, right? Um, but really excited to see what he can bring this year. And then Lorenzo Carter returns uh, on a, on a two-year deal. And Carter, 
I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with Carter. Again, in much the same way as Arnold Abicadie, I think Carter's overall pressure numbers weren't bad. They had him doing a lot of stuff, so he wasn't necessarily rushing the passer constantly. And I think, honestly, what we'll see is Carter playing that very versatile role once again. Um, he's big enough to put his hand in the dirt. He can stand up. He can even play off ball. And I think Carter's going to continue to get a lot of snaps as sort of the chess piece guy who's going to move around. He can play coverage, which is really rare for an edge rusher. He's really a pretty solid coverage player. Maybe the best coverage edge in the NFL. Very, very niche thing, of course. But it is something that that's you. it can be very helpful if he has to drop into a zone in certain pressure looks and certain packages and certain blitzes. Um, he can cover his own very well. So Lorenzo Carter, I'm not exactly sure if he's going to be more of a base package, nickel package, or just sort of a versatile chess piece kind of guy. But... I think he has a clear role on this team, and he's absolutely a roster lock. And then Bud Dupree sort of ended up here later in the process. This is a guy that was a premier free agent uh, coming off some great seasons in Pittsburgh. Went to Tennessee. It didn't pan out. He dealt with some injuries. Um, But Bud Dupree, still a a relatively young player if he's healthy. This is a 10-plus sack guy. He has gotten there. Um, I'm not expecting that this year, but this is a good pass rusher. Who's also a very quality run defender. Again, a guy that can both put his hand in the dirt and stand up. So I think Bud Dupree, you know, he's got a fair amount of guaranteed money. His, he's not on a big contract, but it's pretty much all guaranteed. So I think he's safe. I think he will be one of the primary pass rushers. Um, and a guy that's going to rotate in and give you a lot. And look, you look at these four guys and you could rotate these guys in and have, Guys, every single one of these guys is like as good or better than what the Falcons had last year uh, as their starters. And you've got four of them to rotate in and out. So I think just from the the depth perspective, it's a lot better. They can keep these guys fresher. Uh, I I really like the the basic look of this edge group. I don't think it's high-end, like elite edge rushing, but I think the floor is so high with this group. And I think this also has the potential to be a really good run defending group as well when we look of course, at the next group of guys, which are going to be the roster competitors. And I've got the remaining three players in here. Um, depending on how you view UDFA, Ikena Enichuku, I believe that's how you say it. Um, depending on how you view him, he could also be in this group. Um, I, I tend to think he's going to try to bulk up and play on the inside or play a 3-4 D end role given his athletic limitations and things like that, but he played edge in college. So it, it I don't really know what's going to happen there. I have him with the interior because I sort of think that's where his future is. But again, could be in this group. Just keep that in mind. But this is where it gets really spicy because I don't know that the Falcons want to necessarily cut any of these three players. We've got D'Angelo Malone, last year's third round pick. You have to think they're not going to be wanting to cut him. You have Zach Harrison, this year's third-round pick. You have to think they're not going to be wanting to cut him. And that just leaves Ade Ogandeji uh, here. And, you know, it sort of seems like he might be the guy on the outside looking in in this group. So, going forward, D'Angelo Malone. I, I really like D'Angelo Malone. I think he's sort of gotten pushed down the depth chart by all of the guys they've added. But I think this is a very good depth piece at worst. Um, and I think Malone has shown that he can do more than that. I think he can be a rotational player. Um, but he's, uh, he's going to have to contend with all those guys that I mentioned in the roster locks. Maybe he can 
rise above some of those guys. But I, I, I do think ultimately D'Angelo Malone is probably safe. Uh, but again, you know, he's got to fight for his roster spot this year, uh, which is rare for a third round pick. But look, that's what happens when you improve the, the, the caliber of player in this edge rushing group so much is that it's not necessarily a guarantee for him this year. Then you've got this year's pick, third round pick, Zach Harrison, very different type of player than Malone and Ebikati and those guys. This is this is your Calais Campbell understudy, I think. Um, Zach Harrison, similar body type, obviously not as crazy big, but close, right? I mean, one of the longest wingspans you'll see uh, for an NFL player. And he's athletic too. I mean, he's not on that elite level necessarily, but he's a very good athlete. Um, and I think honestly, his, his college tape was better than the stats showed his pressure numbers. I think were good. His efficiency numbers were good. He just didn't finish a lot of those sacks and he's a really good run defender. So I think Zach Harrison also has a pretty clear path to this roster. And that just leaves Ade Ogundeji, who I think is, like I said, probably the odd man out. Um, Ogundeji got a big opportunity last year. They desperately needed an edge rusher to at least a, at least a base package guy to step up and play really well and solidify that run defense. Unfortunately, it did not happen for Ogundeji. It, it was, it was pretty bad at times. Um, you know, I, I unfortunately, I, I think the writing's probably on the wall that unless Ogundeji can take a big step this year, he's probably going down to the practice squad um, because I can't see them keeping seven edge rushers on the roster there. I think they're probably going to keep six. Um, and that's what I've been projecting in my roster projections. And part of that, it might sound like a lot and it is, but I think, you know, you've got Calais Campbell and Zach Harrison, who I think can kick inside and do some interior stuff, some four eyes, some perhaps three tech stuff in, in certain packages. And that gives you some extra depth on the interior to where you, maybe you don't need to carry as many pure interior guys. Um, but it's going to be a tough battle for these last three spots. All of these guys are, uh, draft picks of this regime that are going to be fighting it out. Um, but I, I, I definitely think that D'Angelo Malone and Zach Harrison, are the safer bets to make this team. And we'll see what happens with the rest of this group. But look, like this looks like a really crowded group now. Um, but I think having these guys here in case of injury, in case, you know, these guys can step up and I think give you pretty good play. So um, this is much better than in years past where it's like, oh, well, if we lose, you know, one of our starters, then we're going to the practice squad for our next guy. Uh, and it's not that dire. So I think that will help a lot over the course of the season as well. Even if it doesn't start out with D'Angelo Malone and Zach Harrison being active on game day, I think that by the end of the year, they will have definitely uh, proved their worth to this roster. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing. Complemented by an interior built with integrity, the Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. 
Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. All right, let's move on to the next group we're going to cover today. That is the interior defensive line. Like I said, my favorite group to scout. It's a group that's been sort of neglected, even worse than edge some years, it feels like. Um, we've, We've had to deal with a lot of poor interior defensive lines, and... I think that has finally turned around this year. I'm super excited about this interior, probably more than the edge group even. And uh, I just got to tip my cap to, to Terry Fontenot on this one. I think he's brought in some really good talent here, um, both in terms of guys he's retained, guys that he's drafted, and guys that he has signed. So I have 10 interior guys listed. Again, it's possible that some of these guys are shifting around, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, some of these guys are more hybrid types, so we'll see where they end up. But for now, that's sort of how I'm listing it. And part, partly also because, look, I think edge is kind of spoken for. Like, there's six pure edges that I think are going to make the roster, and there's not room for anyone else, really. So um, on the interior, there's definitely more wiggle room. So I got three roster locks. They're not going to surprise anyone, right? Grady Jarrett, obviously. David Anyamada, the big free agent edition. And then take uh, Taquan Graham, also I think is very safe. For this roster coming off injury, he's finally healthy back on the practice field. Happy to see that. So, obviously, Grady Jarrett, tremendous player. my One of my favorite players on the entire defense. Maybe still my current favorite. We'll see if anybody can take the crown from him this year. Um, I love Grady Jarrett, and, and the team finally has gotten him some help, thankfully. Um, this is a guy that has basically just been a stalwart uh, who's been battling it out as really one of the only premier players that the Falcons have had on their defensive line for many, many years. And he has never complained. He has signed multiple extensions. And the man is just a, a consummate professional and a perfect example of, of a Falcons player. Hopefully we can get rid of the suffering part and the prerequisites to be a, a you know tenured Falcons player. But Grady Jarrett, awesome, still amazing. And I think it's only going to help that he is going to have all this assistance now on both the outside and next to him on the interior to help him capitalized to help keep him fresh also this man was playing like over 60 percent of the snaps um and that's just a lot for any interior player to manage so and stay at playing at a high level so i think it's going to be good for everyone that he's got some people to rotate with him and and not tank the entire defense when that happens david on has been a thorn in the falcon side for years he has now joined the dark side uh and come to atlanta because the Saints couldn't afford to pay him. And they couldn't afford to pay a lot of players who the Falcons have signed and other teams have signed. This is what I've talked about a lot with the Saints. 
people are like, oh, the cap doesn't matter. They're fine. They can't afford to keep any of their prime players. These were all big-time starters for New Orleans that they've lost. So um, just have to get that jab in there at the Saints, of course. But David Onyemana, still a great player. Um, Didn't have the crazy production numbers last year that he's had some years. But I think... He's, in, he's going into a really good situation here in Atlanta. He's going to be familiar with the scheme, with Ryan Nielsen coming in. He's got a familiar GM. He's got that familiar coach. I think he's primed to hit the ground running next to maybe maybe the most talented interior player he's ever had next to him and Grady Jarrett. Um, and I think that duo and pass rushing, pass rushing situations is going to be nasty. And Anyamata is also a really good run defender. So this duo in 4-3 looks is going to be absolutely nasty and, and could, I think, really lift this interior group into the top of the NFL, which is crazy to say, honestly, but um, those two, if they're healthy and playing at a high level can be really, really good. And I'm really excited to see that. And then to Graham, like, honestly, um, it, it feels like he's going to get sort of pushed out of the limelight with these two guys ahead of him. But this is the perfect spot for Taquan to come in, to be the first guy off the bench who can provide both run defending and pass rushing he was getting really, really, like, really good. Like, I thought he was making plays last year um, consistently until he got hurt, unfortunately. Um, but now he's back. He's on a better group overall, and he can not feel the pressure to be that full-time starter as he continues to grow and develop. But I think he has a lot of upside as a really good rotational third defensive lineman. Um, and I think there's a chance we could see all three of these guys on the field at, at the same time in certain looks. So really excited about those first three guys. I think that's a really good group. And then we'll move on to the roster competitors. I've got four guys in this group. I think these are the top guys competing for this group. And honestly, like I think they could keep up to five interior guys, depending on how they shuffle the rest of the roster. I think it's like, I think between four and five is the, what you're looking at. So there could be one of these guys making it. There could be two but that's probably it. So, you know, two of these guys probably aren't going to make it. But really, the the big battle to watch on the interior defensive line is nose tackle. And I know some people think that the Falcons aren't going to utilize a true nose tackle. If they weren't going to utilize one, why'd they bring in like four? Uh, they brought in four, I think three to four nose tackles, depending on whatever, what LaKeo La- La- London is doing. He's listed as a linebacker and listed at 280 pounds on the Falcons website. I don't think that's, he's obviously not a linebacker and I don't think he weighs 280 pounds. Uh, in the XFL, he was listed at 312 and, and being a nose tackle. So unless he's had a dramatic, uh, reconditioning of his body in Atlanta, I think he's technically in this nose tackle battle too. So that's four guys they brought in to compete for nose tackle. If this was not a position they were going to utilize, they wouldn't bother. So, or they just have sort of a practice squad guy, bottom of the roster guy to play a few snaps here and there. So they're taking this nose tackle battle very seriously, and they did get a big boost with someone who came back. So right now, four roster competitors, Eddie Goldman, who came out of retirement when he saw probably all these signings, was like, actually, I want to get in on this. <laughs> so Eddie Goldman, welcome back, buddy. Uh, Joe Gaziano, who I think is probably a little bit underrated, honestly. Uh, Timmy Horn, last year's nose tackle, UDFA. And Carlos Davis, another NFL veteran nose tackle. Um, so these, basically this is in two groups, right? It, it's the nose tackle battle, and then do they keep Joe Gaziano as that extra interior guy? Um, so for this nose tackle group, Eddie Goldman I think is the clear favorite. Um, if he's if he's back and, and he's healthy and he's 
you know, into it and wants to play football. I think he's probably going to run away with this battle. We know how good Eddie Goldman is. Um, and I think that he's still a good player. It's not like Goldman is, you know, really that old either. I think he's going into his age 29 season and he hasn't played, I think two of, or three of the last four years. So it's not like he hasn't been taking those beatings again. His body hasn't been getting, you know, bruised and he hasn't really been playing all those reps. So he's going to, he could be much healthier and, and, and more, you know, juice to come back at this point. Um, and I, I would be really excited if we could get that Eddie Goldman back. Um, because that would be a really good nose tackle. Who's also a contributor as a pass rusher that we were hoping for when we signed him last year. So better late than never, maybe better to have him this year healthy than it was to have him last year where maybe he wasn't all in. Um, and I, I hope it works out because that could make this defensive line super intimidating, especially as a run defending group if he's back. Um, just going to the other nose tackles, Timmy Horn, I he really struggled early, and that's not surprising as you know a, a nose tackle, undrafted free agent. It, it's tough to make that transition to the NFL, uh, especially when he wasn't even expected to be the starter. The team moved on from Anthony Rush for for weight issues, um, and then he just sort of got thrown in there. Horn, to his credit, I thought did come on later in the season. He got more comfortable. I thought he started to make some plays. So he, I think, is is in this mix as well as a guy that if, if Goldman falters, that Horn could be there to pick up the slack. And obviously, you know, they're going to probably keep a second nose tackle on the practice squad too, because this is a position that takes a lot of punishment and that they, they do need to have a guy uh, ready in case there's an injury. Um Carlos Davis is another guy uh, who has played a little bit of nose at the NFL level as well. I think he's he's in this mix too. Again, in case Goldman falters, they want to have an option here. They, they're very, I think, serious about finding a good nose tackle to bolster this run defense because the Falcons want to be the team that's going to run the ball down everyone's throats. They don't want anyone doing that to them. So the best way to do that, of course, is to uh, be able to stop the run at a high level and don't let teams do what you're trying to do to them, <laughs> uh, to you, right? So... Uh, between those three guys, I think we're going to get a, a good nose tackle. Uh, so we'll see which one it is. My money, obviously, would be on Eddie Goldman, but uh, we'll still have to see. We got a long way to go on that one. Um, and then the other guy, Joe Gaziano, who I didn't know much about, um, but I did talk to some Chargers fans about him and watch a little bit of his film. And honestly, I think Joe Gaziano is like a, a Taquan Graham sort of player, um, primary rotational piece. Who, uh, who can play a little bit inside, can play a little bit outside if needed, but more of that like pass rusher on the interior. I like Joe Gaziano. I, I hope they can keep him around. Um, I know Chargers fans were saying this guy's like criminally underrated. He, he should have been playing. Um, so I'm excited to see what he could do. And again, like I, I think there's a, a non-zero chance that they just say, we're going to keep like 10 or 11 defensive linemen. We're going to have a deep group. Ryan Nielsen, obviously a defensive line coach. So I think that would make sense from that angle that he wants to have a deep group that he can rotate. Um, so I, I wouldn't rule out Joe Gaziano making this roster at all, um, but I just don't know how it's going to pan out. There's a lot of guys here. So uh, having him in, in, as a firm roster competitor, but I think I think Goldman and Gaziano, if they do go with the five uh, interior guys, are the two clear favorites. But I do think nose tackle is the one where there's a lot of opportunity for someone else to, to get in there and, and potentially unseat Goldman, or, or if Goldman falters, um, then someone else can step in there. Um all right, let's move on to the last group we're going to talk about. That is the squad competitors. Uh, this group 
I've got three guys in here that I think are competing for practice squad spots. And some of that is just because I don't really know where these guys are going to play. I haven't seen them at all. And again, just like I said, with the wide receivers, it's, it's entirely possible that within a week of training camp, one of these guys is, is up the depth chart. And we're talking about them as competing for the roster. It's just my best guess at this point. Um, so I have LaCale London, who I think is in the nose tackle battle, but again, the, the roster listing is all over the place for him and it hasn't been changed in weeks. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I can, and Ichuku, um, who played edge in college, but I think is probably going to have to transition to that three, four DN sort of role in the NFL. And then Albert Huggins, who the team just signed, um, after mandatory minicamp as a tryout player, who's more of that traditional, 4-3 interior defensive lineman, 3-tech type. Again, I think any of these guys could make a case for the roster, especially London, if he gets in the mix at that nose tackle battle. Obviously, that uh, could could be his ticket to the roster if he beats out Goldman for that, for that spot. You know, for these other two guys, I just don't know where they sit on the pecking order right now. Um, you know, Enichukwu, I think he's got a really tough hill to climb to make the roster, but if the team likes him as a developmental guide, that could be his ticket to the squad. And as we've seen with this regime, they're very committed to developing these practice squad players and bringing them back to training camp and giving them another opportunity year after year. We've seen this with multiple guys. So, um, you know, I don't think he's a real contender for the roster, but practice squad, absolutely. And that could eventually lead to an opportunity there. And then with Albert Huggins, I just, I haven't seen him. I don't really know much about him. And it, this is going to be a really tough roster to make. So I think he's probably competing for a practice squad spot, but he could have a good chance for that as well. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Again, uh, I think all three of these guys could surprise and end up higher on the list but again I, I just don't know a ton about any of these guys to be completely honest and um just going off of, of sort of what i think about in terms of the competition level and that sort of thing so there you have it guys uh like i said this is probably going to be the most interesting uh well i don't know it's kind of odd because in years past it's been really like oh who's going to be the starters who's going to be the depth uh, at edge and who's going to play alongside gray jerry on the interior we don't know and like maybe it's actually less intriguing this year because we actually know who's probably going to be taking those spots because we brought in all these good players but in terms of the depth it is wide open in terms of the pecking order at edge especially at on the interior next to jarrett you know it's probably on yamada but nose tackles wide open there's some spots here that have a lot of intrigue and are there going to be a lot, uh, you know, a, a very constant topic throughout training camp and the preseason. And I'm just super excited to see this unit come together with Ryan Nielsen at the helm, who is that defensive line guru. Uh, hopefully we'll get more out of it than the last defensive line guru we had as a, a primary coach in Dan Quinn, which was tragic that he never was able to actually translate that experience into a good, uh, I mean, there were a few years where the pass rush was decent, but you know, 2016, 2017, that defense was pretty good. But, you know, we need it this year, Ryan Nielsen. Let, let's get it done. But I, I think uh, the caliber of player and the floor of this unit is much higher than it's been in years past. I'm super excited to see these guys uh, out on the field in Flowery Branch in just a couple weeks now. So, guys, thank you so much once again for tuning into the Dirty Birds and Bruce podcast. I want to remind folks to please like and subscribe. If they're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on your podcast platforms, leave us that five-star review. Uh if you're interested in donating to the training camp fund uh, to help our travel costs, you can do that at streamlabs.com slash the Falcon Hawk slash tip. The link is in the show description as well. 
You can join us on Patreon if you want to get involved with some exclusive contracts. Patreon.com slash Falcoholic Live. Uh, if you're interested in getting in on those patron fantasy leagues, now is the time as we're going to start filling those up towards the end of the month. So check that out. And uh, yeah, check out our community Discord as well, guys. The link is in the show description. It's also on the screen right there. Um, chat with everybody. Get the latest updates. Get that great content. Uh, it's a fun server to be in so check it out uh, there's always something going on in there even in the dead zone i've seen people chat in there every single day so uh you could follow the show at falcoholic live you could follow me kevin knight at falcoholic kevin check out the falcoholic for that tremendous written content as well as we get closer to training camp and guys uh, we're almost there right we, we've nearly made it training camp is right around the corner uh and uh, we got a few more of these previews to do and we got some some uh exciting falcoholic live previews coming up as well and then we'll be in Flowery Branch right after that. So uh, thanks again for tuning in, guys. We will see you next time on the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. Uh, this show was brought to you by Bet Online. Have a great day, folks. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.